Does God have your attention? I want you to pause and think about this question. Don't be too quick to answer. Just pause and think about it. Does he really have your attention? If your answer is yes, thank God for you. But if your answer is no, I am not here to judge or condemn you. But I just want to reveal to you a major trap, a strategy, and a plan, a tool the devil may have been using to distract you and take away your attention from God. And what is that trap? What is that tool or strategy? It is the trap of distraction. Distractions are the things the devil is using to take people away from the most important place they are meant to be all the days of their lives. To take people away from the most important relationship that they are meant to build all the days of their lives, which is the relationship with God, which is intimacy with God, which is spending time with God. See, the devil is no longer stopping people from prayer, but if he succeeds in distracting you, even at the time when you are praying, he has done so much harm that you can never understand. The devil will not stop you from studying the word, but if he succeeds in distracting you, that even at the time you are studying the word, you will come out and you will not remember the things that you read from the scriptures. He has he has succeeded. So what is it? What is that thing that is distracting you? Does God really have your attention? Can God look at you and he says indeed, this my child, this my son or daughter, he sees my heart, he understands my heart. Do you know what your father is doing? Can you beat your chest and say, indeed, I know what my heavenly father is doing? Or are you distracted? Are you so bothered? Are you consumed with the things that you have to do? With the things that you're supposed to do? With the money that you are meant to make? With the responsibilities that are facing you? That you do not even know the heart of your father concerning you? And you do not even understand what is it that your father is doing? in this season does god have your attention trust me i am not saying chasing after your dreams going after the things that you're meant to do carrying out your duties and your responsibilities are wrong no what i am saying is this does god have your attention because at the end of it all at the end of this race what matters is our relationship with god what matters is the the time that we spent with the one we are returning to because you are an internal being your life did not start here on earth your life started in the mind of god your life started in eternity past that is where you are returning to so does god have your attention do you know what your father knows about you do you know what your father would have you do for him in this time and age how is your relationship with god are you truly spending time with god or your devotion to god the time you spent with god is something you do just to take off your to-do list are you paying attention to god 
if you are in a relationship, if you are a, a husband or a wife, or if you are someone in a relationship that is leading to marriage, you will understand that the most important thing that we do to develop and build our relationship is intimacy. It is the time we spend with that person. If you are not spending time with the person, you are not building that relationship. It is a matter of time that relationship will crumble. Most of us, we say we are in a relationship with God, but we don't spend time with God. We can't even tarry in the presence of God. All we do is rush in and rush out. We don't have that time. We don't have that luxury of time to sit down in the presence of God and to hear what he will say to us the devil has lied to so many of us that we don't have time he has made us believe that the 24 hours in a day is not enough but trust me the god who gave us 24 hours he knows he knew that that hour that 24 hours is enough is enough to carry us no matter what you have to do no matter your responsibilities 24 hours is enough for us to do the things we are meant to do but the devil will lie to you that you don't have time that you should just spend 10 minutes you should just spend 20 minutes and rush off to go do the things you're supposed to do but let's remember what the scripture says in matthew 6 33 seek you first the kingdom of god and every other thing shall be added to you so my question to you is does god have your attention or have you made your distractions your priority and have made the, your major priority your distractions. What is it that is distracting you from building an intimate relationship with God? What is it that is distracting you from fellowshipping and communing with your Father? The Father's heart for you today is that you return to the place of intimacy with Him. There are depths in God. There are secrets in God. There are heights in God. There are things that He wants to share with you don't settle for the surface things don't settle for the things that others said to you about god there are things that god wants to reveal to you about him the things that he wants to reveal through you the things that he wants to express on earth through you but how will these things begin to happen if you are not getting so close to him i just want to encourage you today to set your priorities right to come back into the place of intimacy with god to turn your face the bible recorded that when moses turned his face god spoke to him that clarity you are looking for is right there in the presence of god when you turn your face most the bible says that moses said now i would turn aside and the bible said that when god saw that he turned aside god spoke to him I want to encourage you, turn aside, let go of your distractions. Yes, you can go after your dreams, you can go after the things that you want to, but let your ultimate desire, pursuit and dream be to spend time with God, the place of intimacy with God. Don't neglect it. Everything you're looking for is right there in the presence of God. Go for it. Go for it. His arms are wide open. He is waiting for you to come. Will you accept his invitation? Will you accept his invitation? Come, daughter. 
come son he is waiting for you to come i pray that today that grace the grace to tarry in the presence of god the grace to wait on god the grace to grow and develop intimacy with god it is released unto you today in the name of jesus and i pray that you will embrace god with all of your heart and i pray that god will show you strategies the things to do so that you will create more time to spend with him in the name of jesus christ amen thank you for listening bye for now hi welcome to made for more podcasts i just want to thank you for tuning in wherever you are listening from i want to thank you for clicking on my podcast channel and for listening god bless you so today i just want to share a story about something that happened to me um, a few months ago and also share the lessons that I've learned from it okay about two months ago um, an amazing coach I have this coach that I started following she's a woman I've been following her she has mentored me and I started following her closely so she reached out to me and she said that she would love me to be part of something she's doing she's actually planning an event for stay-at-home moms So she said that she would love me to be part of it, like to be part of the people who will plan the event and everything. She said I will be in charge of the intercessory team, I will be in charge of publicity, I will be in charge of so many things, reaching out to people and other things. The truth is when she reached out to me, I couldn't believe it. I left that call that night and I went back. I cried. I cried my eyes out because I didn't see myself as someone who could handle all of those things. I cried so bad that I picked up my journal and I started writing to the Holy Spirit. I was asking the Holy Spirit, how would you allow me, allow this woman to use me for these things? I can't do this. I've not been on the limelight before. I'm not the one who speaks to people. I'm actually a stay-at-home mom and I've been hidden. It is just me, my children, my husband and the fact that I am part of praying communities. I pray, I study the word, I share and all those stuff. I've never been in that place where I'll be the one leading people and telling people what to do so that really overwhelmed me and i cried my heart out i cried and i i wrote a long letter to the holy spirit i told him that i can't say no to him but i am going to believe him and trust him to carry me all through and one thing that kept me one sentence that kept me was actually something the coach told me before she started telling me what I am to do about the program, she said something to me. She said, Chidima, my name is Chidima. She said, the opposite of unqualified is not qualified. The opposite, I would like you to write this down. The opposite in the kingdom, in the kingdom, the opposite of unqualified 
is not qualified. Rather, in the kingdom, the opposite of unqualified is chosen. That was what she told me. She said, God has chosen you for this assignment. You may feel unqualified. You may feel you don't have what it takes. But God chose you. God has chosen you for this. And that kept me. I wrote it on my journal. I even remembered calling one of my prayer partners. I called her. I cried my heart out to her. I told her what this coach said to me. The responsibility she's giving me and everything. She encouraged me and asked me just to go on doing what I can do and the ones that I can't do, I should let her know that I couldn't handle it. And that was how I started. And we've been on that journey for about two months now. The program is on December 9th and we've been there. I've been on that journey with God. It has been a process of learning, unlearning, and God bringing out some hidden things in my heart. It has been a process of God teaching me. It has been a process of God growing and grooming me. And one thing I will say is that I've been able to do all that I'm doing, planning the program with her, leading prayers, organizing people, telling people what to do because of one thing. I leaned into God. I told God to carry me. I told him that I don't have what it takes. You chose me for this. You chose me. And I'm going to lean into you. I'm going to show up every day for prayers and just allow you to lead. I'm going to open my mouth and allow you to fill my mouth and do what you want to do. That has been what I've been doing. For the past two months and it has been an amazing journey i can't even begin to tell you how god has helped me the ways he has showed up the things he has enabled me to do handling the publicity leading prayers and everything so why am i sharing this i know there are many of you listening to me who may be feeling same way who may be feeling so empty may be feeling i don't have anything i don't look like a i don't look like b i don't speak like a i don't speak like b i am not creative i am not this i am not that there may be people listening to me who may be feeling there is nothing i can give i am not good enough i don't have anything to give this message is for you this message is for you god is telling you that you may feel unqualified but i have chosen you i have chosen you you may feel unqualified you may feel like you don't have anything you may feel like you don't have anything to do but god has chosen you you are the chosen of the lord you may feel that you are empty I listened to one song that um, Maverick City sang and it says that your emptiness is enough. Your emptiness is what God is looking for and that your emptiness is what he wants to feel. So if you feel that you don't have anything to offer, that makes you more qualified because it shows that God has more room in your life to fill. It shows that God has more room in your life to be glorified. It shows that God has more room in your life to receive a glory that will not be shared by anyone. 
anyone. I remember um, about a um, few weeks ago, God took me to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I started studying that scripture. And when I got to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, when I got to, okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and when I got to verse 26 to 31, you can read it, I was stuck. I was stuck. I saw what God was doing with me. I saw how God was walking through, walking with me through this journey of planning this event. And I'll read um, some parts of it, but I will encourage you to read it and read it from the Passion Translation. You will understand better. I will read verse 20. I will read verse 27. Okay, let me start from verse 26. It says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. What it is saying here, you see that you're calling. You see that thing God has co- is calling you to do. God does not call people because they are wise. God does not call people because they are mighty. God does not call people because they are noble. God doesn't call people because of their physical attributes or characteristics. I remember when Prophet Samuel went to the house of David's father, Kish, to anoint um, one of his sons as the king. He saw the first son and he believed in his heart that this must be the anointed king, the one God has chosen. But God said to him as he was about anointing him, I have not chosen him because I do not look at face. I do not look at appearance. God says that men are the only ones who look at physical appearance, but I look at the heart. So this scripture here is telling us that God does not call people based on their physical attributes or appearance. God calls people based on their hearts, based on their willingness, their yieldedness, their surrenderedness. So that's actually what God is looking for. Men in our physical world, they call people based on, they choose people based on physical attributes. You might be speaking so fluently. A man will choose you. You might be someone who is creative. You will be chosen. You might be beautiful. You will be chosen. But God doesn't choose people like that. God doesn't look at the physical appearance. That's what this scripture is telling us here. It went on to say, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Verse 29 says that no flesh should glory in his presence. Why does God choose this way? So that no man will glory in his presence. You can imagine if God chooses someone who is so wise, who is beautiful, who is intelligent, who is fluent, who can speak so well. Such a man can attribute his success. Such a man can attribute the things he's able to do based on his on his abilities, forgetting that God is the one walking through him. But God chooses the base things, those foolish things, those people that man has written off. God chooses those people so that no man will glory in himself. So when God is walking through you, even you, we know that God is the one doing this through me. So I'm just here to encourage you. If you feel like you don't have anything, 
you are qualified. God is looking for people like you, people that has more room, people he can pour himself into, people he can use tremendously. That when men will look at such people, they will say, This can only be God. So I just want to encourage you to make more room for God. Release yourself. Don't limit yourself because of the things you don't have. Don't limit yourself because you feel you are unqualified. God has chosen you. Just healed. Just surrender to him and allow him to do what he wants to do through you. I hope that this message has blessed you. Thank you so much for listening. And I pray that you receive the grace, you receive the capacity to open up your heart, to release yourself to the dealings of God, to release yourself to God so that he will use you as he desire. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for listening and bye for now. Hi, welcome to Made for More Podcasts. I just want to thank you for tuning in wherever you are listening from. I want to thank you for clicking on my podcast channel and for listening. God bless you. So today, I just want to share a story about something that happened to me um, a few months ago and also share the lessons that I've learned from it. Okay, about two months ago, um, an amazing coach, I have this coach that I started following. She's a woman. I've been following her. She has mentored me and I started following her closely. So she reached out to me and she said that she would love me to be part of something she's doing. She's actually planning an event for stay-at-home moms. So she said that she would love me to be part of it, like to be part of the people who we plan the event and everything. She said I will be in charge of the intercessory team, I will be in charge of publicity, I will be in charge of so many things, reaching out to people and other things. The truth is when she reached out to me, I couldn't believe it. I left that call that night and I went back, I cried, I cried my eyes out because I didn't see myself as someone who could handle all of those things. I cried so bad that I picked up my journal and I started writing to the Holy Spirit. I was asking the Holy Spirit, how would you allow me, allow this woman to use me for these things? I can't do this. I've not been on the limelight before. I'm not the one who speaks to people. I'm actually a stay-at-home mom and I've been hidden. It is just me, my children, my husband and the fact that I am part of praying communities. I pray, I study the world, I share and all those stuff. I've never been in that place where I'll be the one leading people and telling people what to do. So that really overwhelmed me and I cried my heart out. I cried and I I wrote a long letter to the Holy Spirit. I told him that I can't say no to him, but I am going to believe him and trust him to carry me all through. And one thing that kept me, one sentence that kept me 
was actually something the coach told me. Before she started telling me what I am to do about the program, she said something to me. She said, Chidima, my name is Chidima. She said, the opposite of unqualified is not qualified. The opposite, I would like you to write this down. The opposite in the kingdom, in the kingdom, the opposite of unqualified is not qualified. Rather, in the kingdom, the opposite of unqualified is chosen. That was what she told me. She said, God has chosen you for this assignment. You may feel unqualified. You may feel you don't have what it takes. But God chose you. God has chosen you for this and that kept me. I wrote it on my journal. I even remembered calling one of my prayer partners. I called her. I cried my heart out to her. I told her what this coach said to me, the responsibility she's giving me and everything. She encouraged me and asked me just to go on doing what I can do and the ones that I can't do, I should let her know that I couldn't handle it. And that was how I started. And we've been on that journey for about two months now. The program is on December 9th and we've been there. I've been on that journey with God. It has been a process of learning, unlearning and God bringing out some hidden things in my heart. It has been a process of God teaching me. It has been a process of God growing and grooming me. And one thing I will say is that I've been able to do all that I'm doing, planning the program with her, leading prayers, organizing people, telling people what to do because of one thing. I leaned into God. I told God to carry me. I told him that I don't have what it takes. You chose me for this. You chose me. And I'm going to lean into you. I'm going to show up every day for prayers and just allow you to lead. I'm going to open my mouth and allow you to fill my mouth and do what you want to do. That has been what I've been doing for the past two months and it has been an amazing journey i can't even begin to tell you how god has helped me the ways he has showed up the things he has enabled me to do handling the publicity leading prayers and everything so why am i sharing this i know there are many of you listening to me who may be feeling same way who may be feeling so empty who may be feeling i don't have anything i don't look like a i don't look like b i don't speak like a i don't speak like b i am not creative i am not this i am not that there may be people listening to me who may be feeling there is nothing i can give i am not good enough i don't have anything to give this message is for you this message is for you. God is telling you that you may feel unqualified, but I have chosen you. I have chosen you. You may feel unqualified. You may feel like you don't have anything. You may feel like you don't have anything to do, but God has chosen you. You are the chosen of the Lord. You may feel that you are empty. I listened to one song that um, Maverick City sang and it says that your emptiness is enough. 
your emptiness is what God is looking for and that your emptiness is what he wants to feel so if you feel that you don't have anything to offer that makes you more qualified because it shows that God has more room in your life to feel it shows that God has more room in your life to be glorified it shows that God has more room in your life to receive a glory that will not be shared by anyone I remember I'm about um, a few weeks ago God took me to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 I started studying that scripture and when I got to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 when I got to okay 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and when I got to verse 26 to 31 you can read it I was stuck I was stuck. I saw what God was doing with me. I saw how God was walking through, walking with me through this journey of planning this event. And I'll read um, some parts of it, but I will encourage you to read it and read it from the Passion Translation. You will understand better. I will read verse 20. I will read verse 27. Okay, let me start from verse 26. It says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. What it is saying here, you see that you're calling. You see that thing God has co- is calling you to do. God does not call people because they are wise. God does not call people because they are mighty. God does not call people because they are noble. God doesn't call people because of their physical attributes or characteristics. I remember when Prophet Samuel went to the house of David's father, Kish, to anoint um, one of his sons as the king. He saw the first son and he believed in his heart that this must be the anointed king, the one God has chosen. But God said to him as he was about anointing him, I have not chosen him because I do not look at face. I do not look at appearance. God says that men are the only ones who look at physical appearance, but I look at the heart. So this scripture here is telling us that God does not call people based on their physical attributes or appearance. God calls people based on their hearts, based on their willingness, their yieldedness, their surrenderedness. So that's actually what God is looking for. Men in our physical world, they call people based on, they choose people based on physical attributes. You might be speaking so fluently a man will choose you you might be someone who is creative you will be chosen you might be beautiful you'll be chosen but god doesn't choose people like that god doesn't look at the physical appearance that's what this scripture is telling us here it went on to say but god has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and god has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty verse 29 says that no flesh 
should glory in his presence why does god choose this way so that no man will glory in his presence you can imagine if god chooses someone who is so wise who is beautiful who is intelligent who is fluent who can speak so well such a man can attribute his success such a man can attribute the things he's able to do based on his on his abilities forgetting that god is the one walking through him but god chooses the best things those foolish things those people that man has written off god chooses those people so that no man will glory in himself so when god is walking through you even you we know that god is the one doing this through me so i'm just here to encourage you if you feel like you don't have anything you are qualified god is looking for people like you people that has more room people he can pour himself into people he can use tremendously that when men will look at such people they will say this can only be god so i just want to encourage you to make more room for god release yourself don't limit yourself because of the things you don't have don't limit yourself because you feel you are unqualified God has chosen you. Just healed. Just surrender to him and allow him to do what he wants to do through you. I hope that this message has blessed you. Thank you so much for listening. And I pray that you receive the grace, you receive the capacity to open up your heart, to release yourself to the dealings of God, to release yourself to God so that he will use you as he desire. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for listening and bye for now.